Okay, welcome back to TCK Tales of the Sale podcast. It has been a minute. We haven't done a podcast in a little while, but today I'm excited to introduce to you one of our newest uh, agents who's joined the TCK team, Paige DeVries. Paige, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, so happy to join you. And um, as interesting as this might be to our listeners, Paige is joining us um, from Alaska. She is visiting family from Alaska. So it's beautiful, cool, lovely weather uh, there as we are sweating it out here in New Orleans, as many of our listeners can um, you know, resonate with. So um, welcome again to Paige. We wanted to take a minute to hear more about you and kind of get to know you a little bit so our listeners can um, remember you if they have a buyer or a seller that might need your services. Um, so let's start with the basics. I've already introduced you as an Alaskan. Um, so tell us a little bit about your upbringing, uh, where you grew up, how you landed in New Orleans, all of that. Yeah, so I am born and raised uh, in Alaska. Uh, I moved away when I went to college. I went to the Rhode Island School of Design in Providence. And then after graduating from there, I had a a BFA in painting. I moved to New Orleans because I wanted a different pace of life. um, And I definitely found it. And I love it. And I've been there ever since. I've been in New Orleans for eight years now. And uh, it's been fantastic. Couldn't couldn't say that uh, I regret any any decisions about moving there. That's awesome. That's good to hear. As someone who's never lived anywhere else, um, I like to hear that people just fall in love with our city. So um, a Bachelor of Fine Arts is the BFA. I'm just going to define for our audience. And um, that's super awesome. So did you know anyone living in New Orleans when you decided like, oh, I need to go to New Orleans? I didn't. Um, <laughs> and I convinced my two best friends to move down with me. So nice. apparently I'm a really great salesperson. <laughs> I feel like that's a really strong quality. That's awesome. So are they still in New Orleans? Uh, one of them is. And uh, two more friends have joined me. So getting more people to come to New Orleans, apparently. Well, and the energy in New Orleans is contagious. So um, you probably showed everybody how much fun you were having and what a different life it is here. So that's awesome. You're like a New Orleans advocate, um, which is great. Yeah, which is great. Um, So, okay. So we covered that. Um, So let's talk about a little bit, like going back, reach back, far back. Um, when you were a little girl, what did you imagine yourself to be when you were this age? Oh, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Definitely. Uh, from like probably age seven, I was totally enamored with the sport. Um, and I played through my childhood and, uh, through high school and it was just the, the most fun. And I was figured I, (laughs) why not, why stop having fun? Um, but I ended up not becoming a professional soccer player, probably for, uh, the best, but, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to be. Awesome. Um, so, and then, so, so when you moved to new Orleans, I mean, so you've recently licensed, right? So you haven't been in the Mm -hmm. real estate world too long. 
Um, so when you moved to New Orleans, what was your job here? Yeah, so um, I moved to New Orleans and just was a part of the art world. Uh, I had been working for an artist, Allison Stewart, and she has actually been one of my longtime friends and mentors since I moved here. And um, I've had many jobs, honestly. Uh, I worked for her all along, um, worked in the service industry, uh, worked at Gracious Bakery as one of their lead bakers for a couple of years. And um, with each thing that I did, I learned, um, took what I could, loved it and moved on. And uh, then that kind of brought me to real estate, I guess. I had been working at um, Hall Barnett Gallery uh, doing high end art sales, which was really interesting. And I thought that that was, it allowed me to kind of explore uh, an aspect of sales that I thought was uh, important and cool and exciting. And uh, when I was looking to buy my first house, that is kind of when I started being like, wow, real estate is really interesting. It's um, a big a big choice that someone's making. And I like learning more and more about it. Similar to buying a very expensive piece of art for your wall, I suppose. Yeah. Well, some, some pieces of art are the, the price of a house or a mansion or, you know, know whatever. Crazy. Maybe <laughs> yeah. one day, one day that'll be us. Um, so you mentioned, geez, um, Paige, you're so well-rounded. I mean, you played soccer like all through school. I imagine as a as an artist, you also had a a, a very active art hobby or uh, concentration, right? So you were probably, you know, honing your art artistic skills at the same time. Um, playing soccer, so an athlete, an artist, a baker. <laughs> like I knew, yeah, I saw. Yeah. I knew you were Gracious Bakery, which which is awesome because I love Gracious Bakery. Um, but I didn't understand that you were a lead baker there. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Well, I got in at the very beginning. So maybe it was before Megan and Jay <laughs> knew any better. But uh, I came in with no experience and I kind of moved up. I did a bunch of different things um, and kind of ended with working on doing their cakes. Um, and that was really exciting. I mean, I, they really provided me a great opportunity to learn all about baking and, um, seeing how a small business works, um, especially in the beginning. That's so awesome. it was really cool. It was a lot of work though. Yeah. That's, that's really off to bakers cool. out there. That's some hard work. It is hard work. And that is like, I like, I love to cook. I hate to bake. Like, uh -uh. If I got to measure it out, forget it. I'm not doing it. I got to time it like that. I don't want anything to do with it. It's too precise for me. Um, but how cool. I like how you just talked about um, being able to watch them sort of grow their business from starting, uh, you know, opening the doors at first to, to where they are now. That's, I mean, they're like a household name, I think, in the city of New Orleans now. A lot of people yeah. patronize yeah. their business. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so good. So, I mean, just in our brief time talking, I can tell all of the different skill sets you bring to the table, which will be super beneficial for anybody who decides to align themselves with you as a buyer's agent or a, or a listing agent. Um, Cause you've got a lot of experience in a lot of different categories. So that is really impressive. So hats off to you. Um, so you already kind of touched on 
you deciding real estate was maybe the path you wanted to take because of your home buying process, your personal home buying process. So talk a little bit about maybe some of the, the challenges you went through, because this was just 2020 when you purchased your home, right? Mm-hmm. which, and I'll just state this for the record, uh, 2020 in the city of New Orleans was a, was an extremely competitive, as it still is today, um, seller's market. So, which means no inventory, buyers lining up to get in the door of properties that are priced right and ready to move into um, all over the city, all over the greater New Orleans area, really not just New Orleans proper, um, all over the suburbs, Metairie, Kenner, Marrero, Harvey, Gretna, Bell Chase everywhere had um, limited inventory in 2020. So talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the 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 pro the pluses and minuses for your from your journey, which I'm throwing you off. Um, no, that's okay. Anything... I love that question. Um, luckily, it's still fresh in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we looked for a long time. Um, I think you know that's. Uh, a thing that maybe people don't always talk about as much um, is that when you are a, a buyer in a seller's market, it can take a long time to find the right house for you. Uh, so we looked probably about eight months before we found a place. Um, and yeah, I think in the beginning, it was just us learning how to be a competitive buyer. Uh, you know, the whole thing was new to me. And so I didn't really know uh, as much about what, what kind of things I had to have done on my end to just be competitive in a competitive market. Uh, I will say that the agent we started out with wasn't the agent that we uh, stayed with. And that was actually a really great learning experience for me. And leaving our first agent really solidified for me, okay, that was, you know, what I don't want to be. Um, And my second agent was fantastic. He was just great. Um, He was so transparent and so helpful and never made me feel like a single question I asked was um, stupid. Everything just really wanted to help me become the best consumer that I could be. And he really did that. And it was extremely promising and helping me kind of be like, okay, I want to be like you. I want to, you know, help guide people through the process. And he helped us find an amazing house eventually. Yeah. Eight months later. <laughs> yeah. It, well, you know, I guess eight, not. Yeah. 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 But he was um, really patient and, you know, you have to be patient uh, sometimes. Sometimes it's not like that, but sometimes it is. I appreciate you saying, um, explaining that story because I think a lot of people, especially buyers, take for granted their power to choose the agent they're going to work with. Um, And it very much as as a seller would interview for listing agents to list their home, I always recommend a buyer interview agents to make sure values are aligning. Availability is huge as well. I mean, you don't, you know, necessarily want to align yourself with someone who um, says they can't ever work nights and weekends when that's in fact, when you're going to be looking and you find that out the hard way and you're missing out on opportunities because your agent is unavailable. 
Um, but I think mostly it's just like, you've got to click with somebody. So the first person, for whatever reason, that person may be a great agent and highly regarded in our industry, but it doesn't mean they're, they're going to fit with everyone. So, um, choosing an agent is huge and it's highly recommended for buyers and sellers and going through an interview process, um, is big. So that's, I mean, you obviously learned that firsthand and you can bring that experience to your clients as well. Totally. Yeah. Patience. I mean, <laughs> eight months is a minute page. So I don't I know. know. Um, but we found the house of our dreams. So, yeah. you know, what they say is the ones don't work out, weren't supposed to work out, you know? Yes. I'm sure a lot of buyers today are, are keep telling, <laughs> reminding themselves. Yes. It's meant to be. It's never meant to be. It's going to be meant to be. One yeah. Day. It will be. It will be. Um, so patience being the theme there um, and being competitive. And like you said, knowing what to do to position yourself Mm -hmm. as a competitive buyer um, is also huge right now in this market. So I feel like having you had just gone through the experience in this market is going to be invaluable to buyers right now, you know, and positioning yourself um, to first time home buyers is going to be probably pretty easy just because you bring like organic, genuine experience. Yeah. I can relate Um, to the struggle. Yeah. My gosh. (laughs) And you'll be so patient. I will. I promise (laughs) I will. (laughs) Um, all right. So I know you talked about your experience being something that inspired you to get into real estate, but, um, I feel like you're a very well-read, well-informed person. Um, do you have any mentors or, um, inspirational figures in your life that you lean into. It doesn't have to be necessarily real estate focused as much as somebody that you like to follow podcasts, books, um, anything like that. Oh, that's a good question. Well, um, I would say two mentors that I've had were both women working in the, the field of fine art. Um, Allison Stewart, who's had a long career, has been represented by Arthur Roger, which is the highest end art gallery. And just, I think with her, just seeing her longevity and passion for what she's doing and being a, a businesswoman. Um, also Holly Barnett, who was the gallerist that I work for, you know, both of them were their own business people. And I learned a lot from both of them. And it's always just encouraging to see women be successful in their, their field of passion and interest and um, making their way in kind of a, a career path. So in some ways, similar to real estate, where it's, it's not a, always a traditional path, you kind of make it how uh, you want it to be. Um, so but, but I, they were pretty amazing. They just were great people to me. And I learned a lot from them. Yeah. And I think, um, I think you're right. What people don't understand typically is that each individual realtor is an independently contracted individual. So we all operate differently. It's not, we're not cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter experience, not no two agents are the same. So, um, that's awesome that you had some really, um, positive female mentors in your, in your career so far. And, um, you know, yeah, no, I got you and Tiffany. So I mean, of course, (laughs) of course. Um, and we, and we hope to, to fill those shoes, uh, for sure. 
and keep you on top always. Um, all right, so let's let's migrate into your business a little bit. Um, what are some of your main goals when you're working with buyers or sellers or both um, throughout a transaction? Oh, honestly, I think it would be being as transparent and communicative with them as possible. So they really understand what's going on and that I am their advocate. Um, I'm there to help them, you know, achieve the best possible transaction. And I really, I think just being as informative as possible, information is power. Um, and in a lot of these transactions, not uh, all buyers or sellers are, you know, literate in real estate. It's a, it's a field that doesn't necessarily, it's not as transparent to most lay persons. So I think it would be the thing that I really want is to help uh, empower them. And um, yeah, that's what I like to do. And then they're all going to be inspired to be realtors like you were. Right. In your I, experience. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> it, it does happen. A lot of our clients um, have become agents over the years. A lot of my friends have become agents. And it's like, but I like, and I leaned on them for their referrals. And now they're there. And I'm like, well, how is this? This isn't going to work for me. I didn't mean to I was tell. perhaps a little to, too inspirational. Yeah, I didn't mean to let you think it was like easy because it's not. <laughs> like, did I did I give you the impression that, that this was like a blast all the time and it was so easy because that was not real. They haven't all stayed in, but but the good ones certainly have. Um, and I wouldn't, I couldn't be happier for them. So I've gotten over the fact that they no longer refer me their family and friends because they're doing it for them. Themselves, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think being informative always through the process, I mean, the purchasing experience, especially, and you can relate as a first time home buyer is huge, uh, huge. Yeah. And, um, I think as somebody like, you know, I've been doing it for almost 16 years now. It's like, sometimes I forget cause I'm in a, I'm like a hamster wheel of transactions and Sometimes it takes that first time home buyer to like slow me down and really take me back, you know, level me a little bit, ground me a little bit back into, to the main mission, which is informing, um, educating them through the process and, and holding their hand to make sure they're fully supported and making the best decision as much as, as you can guide them, who's ultimately they're going to make their own decisions or their dads. Dads always come into the picture and start making decisions for everybody. When they say, my dad wants to see it. Is that okay? I'm like, mm, yeah, of course. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I have gotta, one of those dads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I gotta, then I gotta sell to the dad. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Okay. So um, that's exciting. I'm really excited to see you get, get started. And um, I feel like you're just gonna propel quickly because of because of your, like, you're very clear with your goals. It seems like you're very, um, you have a lot of clarity around, you know, the kind of business you want to offer, which is, which is major, I think, in this world. So um, it's going to be really exciting to watch you. In fact, we should next April 28th, 2022, we should sit down and do a, a redo of this and talk about your first year, because that'll be 
interesting. I would like that. Yeah. We'll yeah. Have to, I'm going to write it down. 428-2022. To stay tuned. Um, all right. So three words that you would use to describe yourself or that you think people that know you very well would describe you. Oh, that's hard. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, well, I would say uh, a perfectionist slash workaholic. Can I, can they, those be just like together as one? Yeah, word? they kind of are. And yeah. that's, that's really good for your clients. Yeah. <laughs> Probably bad uh, for your partner. Uh, I know. Drives him crazy. Can't let anything gotta be go. a balance. Gotta be a balance. Um, and then I would also say I'm really friendly. Um, I think friendliness is so important. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a nice person. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say creative. I'm a, a creative person. I'm a creative thinker. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Give me a, a, a problem and we'll figure it out together. <laughs> a creative, friendly, perfectionist workaholic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's, it's not a bad way to describe a workaholic. You're creative yeah. and friendly. It's not bad. Um, I think a lot of workaholics are stressed or tired or <laughs> on edge. So you did a good job rounding that out. Yeah. Well, if any of those things are true, I'm, I, I don't let it affect my friendliness. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. Um, and that's good. I mean, honestly, I think as a, as, as anyone self-employed being a business owner in their first few years, being committed to your work is the only way you're going to see success in five to 10 years. So it's good that that's a natural quality of you. I think people jump in not realizing that it's a big, huge dedication to with any business, not just real estate to get it off the ground and make it be consistent. So I think that um, that's, that those are good qualities for you. All right. So 10 years from now, 10 years, it's, it's April 28th, 2031. <laughs> I'm 50. I don't know how old you are. Holy smokes. Yeah. 10 years from now. Do you what, see what yourself does... in New Orleans? Do you see yourself still yeah. selling houses? Do you see yourself commissioning artwork for the famous? Where do you see yourself? I would say all of the above. Um, are you a fortune teller? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would definitely say yeah, I see myself being involved in the real estate world, selling houses or, you know, uh, I'm interested in learning more about commercial real estate as well. Um, I, I just, I love to learn. And I think that real estate is a field where no transaction is the same. You are constantly learning. So 10 years from now, I don't know what that will look like, but um, I, I can only imagine that it's going to be me doing what I'm starting to do now, but doing it a whole lot better. Um, and really, you know, getting more involved with the community. I I've always been a very community minded person. And I think that one really cool thing about this being a real estate agent is that, you know, you become even more involved in your community. Yeah. That's great. And I of course want to continue making art. I want to, you know, be, making art as well. And I think I can do both and do both well. So I think your art is going to be your stress reliever for yeah. the business <laughs> ownership aspect of this business. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, 
but let's just end with something you would like to leave the audience with, whether it be a favorite quote or pages tips of the trade or, or some kind of motto that you like to adhere to in your life. I mean, just something to leave, leave our audience with today. Oh, um, I guess I would say that I'm a true believer that there's uh, no such thing as a stupid question. <laughs> uh, I, I ask a lot of questions and, um, you know, whoever I work with in the future, I would be happy to field any and all of your questions. Nice. Um, and I don't know, uh, be honest and kind. <laughs> those, are, those are all good things. When yeah. I was a teacher, um, I had a poster of bulletin board every year in my classroom. I think a, a previous teacher who retired gave this to me when she was cleaning out her classroom. It was like a, a bulletin board banner you know, for like the little section of bulletin board above a chalkboard mm, or something. Yeah. And it said the dumbest question you ask is the one you never ask or something. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So that, so that, so I say that a lot to people when they go, this might be a dumb question. And I go up. Oh, the only dumb question is the one you never asked. Cause yep. that's like ingrained. Cause I looked at it every day for years, you know? Um, so I think that that's, that's a great, that's a great point to, um, direct to your clients, letting them know that could be your tagline. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Borrowed straight from elementary school sayings. <laughs> and I mean, your, your business card will be page baker, artist, realtor. Like you have all these other dot, dot, dot. No, they don't need to know all that. <laughs> they can find all that out later on. Yeah. <laughs> when they get to know you, they'll have to call you and work with you to get to know you better. So, That's right. um, well, thank you so much for taking the time, especially on your trip, um, Paige visiting her family for the first time since COVID began. So it's been over a year. How many months has it been since you've seen your family? Um, my parents a year and a half and my sister and her family a little more than that. So it's been hard, it's but a long time yeah, and y'all are not close. I mean, this is a trip. So I hope you eat up every second with them. Thanks again, Paige, for being here. And to our audience, thanks for listening. Tune in for uh, more Tales of the Sale on our podcast. So if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, call a TCK agent today.